0: done uh, watching the last episode of uh, Documentary Now. Pretty excited to talk about it. How you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well. I'm really excited to talk about this show. And I saw we have a special guest with us today.
2: Um,
0: back again. Would
2: you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, back again. I got it again. Uh, yeah, so uh, the intern back from spring break. It was amazing. Um, went down to Denver. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, the intern here, Vinnie V. Um, out here in Denver recording some awesome documentary now so I guess a little context
1: bef- with this before we uh, get started uh, Vince texted me in a separate group thread saying documentary now I mean, what did you say it was like
2: hilarious or something like that I don't even remember I got it I from Stevie it. let me throw that out there too Stevie said watch documentary now and then I said I wonder if he's told Pappy so I, I hit you up I was like this show's hilarious I probably said documentary now must watch
1: Problem. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you said. Yeah.
2: So uh, it's
1: on uh, a streaming video service that we're not sponsored by, um, but it's right there in the suggested things for me.
0: Are we allowed um, to say their name at all, or is that like is that off limits? Netflix, Netflix, Netflix.
1: We just did. So we'll say your name for free, but if you want to pay us to do it, we're all for that too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is actually the first um, pure TV show that we've reviewed here on Spoilers, um, but it kind of ties in because uh, the premise of documentary now it's kind of a a show within a show 50th anniversary season of the show called documentary now hosted by Helen Mirren. She's a fox, which I thought was, yeah, I can't believe they pulled her down for this. She is Um, a fox, but every episode she serves as sort of the host and introduces a quote unquote classic documentary that they're uh, showing on the episode that day. Um, how many episodes are there?
0: Are There's seven. Seven, seven okay. with six subjects. Yeah, seven with six subjects. That's a good way to put it. Yeah.
1: So I guess what we're kind of thinking today, we could uh, power through these uh, six episodes and then um, play some games if we have some time. That sound good to you guys?
0: That uh, sounds great.
1: All right, so the, uh, the first episode of Documentary Now is called Sandy Passage, and it parodied the movie Gray Gardens. Do you guys know anything about that movie?
2: Weren't they related to the Kennedys?
0: I think, yeah, it's, I think it's they are kind of related to the Kennedys, if I remember correctly.
2: Who isn't kind of related to the Kennedys, though, when you That's really think That's a really about good it. point. I feel <laughs> like... I feel like anybody could be like, oh, I'm a Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: the uh, from uh, <laughs> Wikipedia, the summary for the actual movie, Grey Gardens, which has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, this film explores the daily lives of two aging eccentric relatives of Jackie Kennedy Onassis. So...
0: There you go. That wow. was kind of close. Yep,
1: and then the, uh, the summary for the parody episode is an in-depth look at the life of two aging socialites and their cl- crumbling estate. This mother and daughter live in extreme squalor, but the documentaries find more than just dirt and clutter on the property. Uh. <laughs> squalor, one of my favorite
2: words. Let me just throw that out there. I, <laughs> Living in squalor. I personally live in squalor, and I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> I've been there, and I'm going to have to say... <laughs> Squalor, yeah, maybe squalor, maybe squalor.
1: If Charlie Kelly was a real person, I would base my apartment on his dick.
2: When you have your own definition of clean. We eat the food right off the coffee table, and you know it, Pappy.
0: (laughs) When there's clean and then there's Pappy clean, you know you live in squalor. To bring it
1: back to the
2: show. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, reel it back, reel you, it back. I think Vince even prefaced this with like it's okay episode if you get get past this one. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um but I, that's what I've been telling everybody. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty funny. Uh Stevie, it's you love this episode, don't you?
0: It's my it's my favorite ending out of all the episodes. How does
1: it end in, in true spoilers fashion? Oh,
2: absolutely spoil that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just because like the cameraman and the the cameraman and the producer kinda start to like find odd things around the house. Like clues to like missing people and the cops start coming around the Don't house. Don't look in
2: that photo diary. And
0: then <laughs> Right and they're then not like they like, to
2: be in the basement.
0: You shouldn't go in there. <laughs> and like at the very end of the episode they like find like this hidden like wall behind a brick wall and uh, there's like dead bodies in there and like a person handcuffed. And then the cameraman and the uh the producer end up getting murdered by uh Fred Armerson and Bill Hatter. <laughs> I mean, it, it just happened so fast, like five minutes. It was like five chaotic, crazy minutes of hilariousness.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't really have much else to say about that, but I didn't mean to put the cart before the horse. Um, so those two are the star of the show, the primary actors, and it's also ri- written by Seth Meyers, too. We had a little bit of discussion about this. In the notes that I posted, I had the Inuit episode listed as the second one, but you said on Netflix the uh, drones one is the second one, correct?
0: Drones slash vice. Well,
1: I had a note about that. Uh, this was uh, originally supposed to be, always was supposed to be, the second episode, and was going to air um, August twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. Um, but if you remember, that was two days after those two journalists got shot on live TV
2: in Virginia, which was incredibly. Oh. Man, that was that was an insane moment of television, live television. Go ahead, so, Kathy, so I, mean, they, they, I think they made a, a tasteful
1: decision to when they released them on air to switch up those two episodes. But for the purposes of this, we'll keep it in the order that it is on Netflix. And um, the next episode is called Drones, The Hunt for El Chigon. It is a parody of the Vice documentaries. And the, uh, the summary from the uh, Independent Film Channel's website says, The hipster media empire Drones sends two of its notoriously fearless journalists and ends up being more than two. To track down Mexico's most-wanted drug lore, guest-starring Jack Black and
2: Ty Dolla Sign. (laughs) Ty Dolla Sign. (laughs) I just want to jump in on this and and, and just start off by saying they're obviously imitating Vice. Which, you know, Vice has some fantastic reporting. They do, but uh, (laughs) they're imitating them such that they're like these cocky, um, young... uh, Yuppie
0: Hipster assholes. Hipster
2: assholes that just think they can go do whatever, like let's go into Syria and talk to the people. It's like, well, no, you're probably gonna die. So they're kind of playing off of that. And obviously it's hunt for El Chigón, which is uh probably playing off El Chapo, which is a <laughs> real-time drug cartel leader of Mexico and a very scary individual. Um also drug uh, Mexican cartel if you're looking for a sponsor. Or, or whatnot, we'll, we'll gladly take you as well. Um, I think you guys have a lot of money down there. But I think it was hilarious that they went with the uh, the Vice. Just They tore into Vice. If you've ever seen a Vice documentary, and then you watch this episode, you'll be pleased. It's, uh, it's everything that... Vi- the worst part about Vice
1: is everything that they highlight. Um, the... Six, like, journalists end up going down there are, are super extreme, like, and they're so proud of being super extreme. Like, at one point, I think they're teaching the Taliban how to play Mario Kart or something like that. And then they're just... You're con- driving. Yeah. You're just driving. And they're completely insensitive uh, assholes who are just so first world and reporting on these third world people. Like, they're, I mean, like, subhuman, basically. At one point, like, oh, my God, what is that, a PlayStation 1? <laughs> and, like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the quote? He was like, look at them living in first world yeah.
0: or like something." And uh, this is what they live in every day. Yeah. And,
1: and I think that at uh, um, another point that they don't speak Spanish. And so this guy is talking about his son who got murdered by the Mexican mafia. And like, I have no idea what he's saying. Look at the ground. Okay. Now look up at him. <laughs> Trying to, pretending.
0: To and be nod, nod your nod. head. <laughs> look away. Look back down. <laughs> Stevie, any thoughts on this episode before we move on? Uh, probably my least favorite episode out of all of them. But it's still a hilarious episode. But if I had to rank the episode, it'd probably be my least favorite. I would agree. Favorite. It's
1: probably in my bottom two. But being in my bottom two doesn't mean it's bad by any stretch yeah, of the Yeah, it's
0: a really funny, funny mm-hmm. episode. It's just the bar is set so high by the other episodes. This is probably at the bottom.
1: Speaking of the bar being set high, I think this is all of our favorite episodes. I would venture a guess. Um, Canuck Uncovered. This is a parody of the movie Nanook Revisited, uh, which was a revisit of uh, Nanook of the North, which was a racist documentary made in the 20s about Inuit people living in in Alaska. Uh, The the, uh, summary from the Independent Film Channel website says, An investigation into the seminal documentary, Canuck the Hunter, that attempts to separate what is real from what is fabrication. Uh, and then guest starring a few other names I didn't quite recognize. Uh, God, this is this is the episode that made me fall in love with the show. The episode starts off with uh, this documentarian going to Alaska, and he's this racist asshole. Uh, he sort of subjugates this Canuck character who is left behind, or, yeah, Canuck character who is left behind, a.k.a. Pipola, and, uh Pipilock. Pipilock, yeah. And uh, the... The twist of the episode, or the spoiler, if you will, is that Pibolak ends up being this film prodigy. He turns the camera around so it's facing him. Like, he's working with his perspective stuff. He does all this like, <laughs> crazy, like, innovative film stuff. Yeah. And it's, he builds like, Almost like
2: tracking shots where he gets onto another uh, a sled yeah. and follows another sled in like, real-time speed so he can track that. Yeah. Said, Vince, what's the best line of the whole episode? Best line of the whole episode? <laughs> oh shit! Well, I, I had it written down pretty well earlier, and it was probably like spot on of of, of what he said. But uh, there, <laughs> there was a, it was like a, it was a crew member sitting there, and he and he's just being interviewed, and he's like, "Well, if you had an addiction and you're trying to get over it and cut it, I was the guy <laughs> that would find that." <laughs> you really want hold on? A drink. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me find that actual quote because it was fantastic. And sorry, about- I'm the
0: enabler. so now while
1: you look that up uh one of the things i really like about this is that it portrays the inuit people as being very intelligent and very down to earth and it portrays this uh documentarian as being this racist asshole who just gets it uh gets his stuff handed to him and i think at one point they say you need a lot of positive sexual reinforcement which got tiresome <laughs> which is pretty funny and he died of all of the syphilis all the gunnery
2: that was fantastic
0: syphilis will come oh, okay. back spoilers okay but, okay
2: uh, uh, let me bring what? it in that uh, that uh, that quote if you were addicted to something and trying to kick the habit i'd be the guy to get you that something <laughs> it was just like the most laugh-out-loud moment of, of uh, uh, I love that. That's just
1: the kind of guy he was.
2: Just the kind of guy I was.
0: That was your guys' favorite line?
1: I think so, yeah. What was yours?
0: My favorite is uh, when Bill Hatter's talking about how the, <laughs> the director was getting so pissed off that Pippa a couldn't stay on the sled. And so he's like, he tied his hands <laughs> to the handles. <laughs> <laughs> and nailed the and nailed soles the of shoes. his feet to the sled. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all I remember. All I remember about that day is Pipiluck screams going back and forth, back and forth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so classic. So uh, yeah, we got to keep moving. If, yeah. Before yeah, we, we go gotta...
2: on off that, I have to say Roger Sterling played that uh, that uh, the film guy and Roger Sterling from Mad Men, who's actually um john slattery i just love roger Stolling. great Sorry, call yeah he's, he's one of my yeah.
1: favorite characters from uh from mad men
2: and i hope when i go gray i
1: have like a gray nice thick he's hair like him a yeah.
2: very attractive
1: gray man <laughs> gray hair. <laughs> yeah. so i would even say almost if you're gonna watch this show if you're gonna dive in start with this episode and then go one two and then finish it up because this one will get you hooked and you're gonna love this show uh, but moving on, the next episode was "The Eye Doesn't Lie," which is a parody of the documentary "The Thin Blue Line." Also available on that video streaming service, but I haven't seen it. Um, and and the summary from ifc dot com is an indiv- an investigation into the wrongful conviction of a man sentenced to death for the nineteen eighty six murder of John Patrick Winslow. Uh. Pretty decent episode. I feel like it would have been funnier if I would have seen Thin Blue Line,
2: but still had a few laugh-out-loud moments. What'd you guys think?
0: It's probably my second or third favorite episode.
2: Yeah. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'll just jump in on... I, I thought it kind of meant... Like, so, making a murder is a huge thing right now on that not-named uh, streaming service. Everyone seems to love it or at least be talking about it. I mean, I guess months ago, but to me, I saw parallels on that. <laughs> the character that was imprisoned on this uh or jailed in this he was just like he was so innocent it was so obvious he was innocent but he played like a big jerk of like oh i'm not going to admit to that <laughs> like like screw that guy why would i ever admit to that like but like he was completely innocent and it drew like i, I don't know i just rem- i just thought of making a murder because when i sat down to watch making a murder by the way did not finish it because i would not Hate recommend it it, it was Hate not it. good <laughs> hated it um, but i wouldn't say hated it just did not like it but it, it, it reminded me of that because while i was watching while i was watching it, it just seemed like everyone was not telling the truth <laughs> and, and just like lying and being jerks about things they did not have to lie or be jerks about uh so i, I saw uh, um like a, a connection there but i would love to see a thin balloon line after watching that i bet it would make that episode 10 times funnier and it was very funny already Stevie, what did you like about this episode
0: All of Fred Armisen, because he played the worst human being in the world, (laughs) even though he was so innocent. So innocent. Like, when he was eating the trail mix and, like, the cops brought up, like, not even the good trail mix, like, the boring, (laughs) dry (laughs) trail mix with all the raisins. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) And when the hotel hotel clerk comes to court and he's like, oh, you'll come all the way down to court for this, but you won't come and help me fix my TV at the motel. And just, like, little stuff like that was so funny (laughs) to me. It's probably, as I said, probably my second or third favorite episode.
1: Yeah, that's too good. Uh, so moving on quickly because we're trying to get through all these episodes. The next one was a town, a gangster, a festival. I actually really love this episode. Um, and a summary is a documentary crew travels to Iceland for the annual f- festival honoring American gangster Al Capone. Uh, my <laughs> favorite,
0: Chicago.
1: Every I. This this episode is a lot pretty up and down for me, but I will laugh out loud every time I see that Icelandic man putting the tiny deep dish pizza in the giant pizza box. <laughs> yeah, it's selling as Chicago deep time. dish. <laughs> every single time I lose my shit.
0: Oh, that is good. <laughs>
1: any uh, any other thoughts? Uh, we're.
0: Uh, I really like the uh, sexist judge who would not like vote mm-hmm. for the woman whatsoever. I think it's time and, for uh, a woman Al Capone. <laughs> and I also really really liked the. Uh, like, the three guys talking about who they think should win, and the one guy's like, like, well, like, how would we look if a foreigner ends up winning Iceland's uh, competition for the Al Capone, <laughs> co- like, contest? And then he's, like, really self-aware, and he's like, we'll be accepting and proud and treat him just like one of us. Like, I really, really like that part. So, like you said, overall, up-and-down episode, but still really funny.
1: Which brings us to uh, the last episode, and the... The one laugh-out-loud moment I had from Helen Mirren's uh, appearance on the show, Genital and Soft, the story of the Blue Gene Committee. Or Gentle and Soft, <laughs> as it's actually called. <laughs> uh, the summary is a special documentary charting the rise and fall of soft rock's seminal band, the Blue Gene Committee. Um, I'm not even going to name all of the people who had a cameo in this. It's star-studded, to say the least. Uh, K-Log. Ken Loggins. Yep. oh yeah Daryl Hall I mean just to name a few um but this is definitely Cameron Crowe yeah I'll treat the two-parter as one (laughs) it's one of my favorite episodes uh to me honestly the music could have been like this is when it almost gets blurry like this could have been a real documentary at
2: one point the music was good the music
0: was really good like they released that whole album like Fred and Bill did they released a whole actual album I honestly might throw in some dollars
2: for that, because the music on that was fantastic. I was just watching it before we started this uh, recording, and I had my uh, TV plugged into my uh, decent speakers, if you will, Um, and it got to the part where they were just like playing a concert, and I was like, holy cow, this sounds like something that's actually maybe out of the 70s that was a hit, like a platinum or something, but uh, yeah, I think the music was
1: fantastic. And We'll we'll talk about this in the, I guess, sort of the the summary, too, but this just goes to say the attention to detail in this series—it's perfect. The editing is perfect. the The way that it's shot is is true to whatever documentary they're parroting, um, and, and this felt like it was actually a '70s band documentary.
2: Like, mm-hmm. I would not like if, if this was real, I wouldn't question it at all. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, if I landed from a, a different planet. And they said, you know, this was uh, from earlier. Well, I guess different plan would not be a fairy. Let's just cut that entire point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, Vince, we're keeping that. We're definitely keeping yeah, that. Well, I bet we will. <laughs> Shit. The well, intern. And here's,
1: what I, yeah, here's what I'll say, too, is that um, I think Vince is the first one who said this to me, but the writing in this show is so phenomenal. And the character arcs in this episode alone, are crazy because you think Fred Armisen's the one who's going to tank the band. And, Stevie, you had this point. Uh, it ends up being the other guy, right?
0: Well, yeah, you think, like, the way it starts out, like, Bill. you think Bill Hatter's going to be the bad guy. And, like, Fr- Fred Armiston's like, this meek, like, woes me. Like, you see what he did. But really it's Fred Armiston's fault the whole time. And I thought that was priceless.
2: <laughs> the
0: best quote from this
2: episode is, you can get away with a, with a lot of insulting uh, in this city. We're a real liberal town, but don't insult the sausage. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I, we grew up close to Chicago. We went, We've been to Chicago a lot of times. It's just so funny. I, the the amount they've like glorified sausage and. And uh, meats is funny. And they moved to California, became vegetarians. They're like, that's a, that's a pretty big claim for a person from Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, my cousins went insane when they heard that and firebombed my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the wrestling team, Pee Wee
1: State champ, 103-pound division. Thank you. <laughs> the, the, the Chicago accents are on perfect. The attention to detail in the series is, is phenomenal. I think that this show's... Gonna be way bigger than it is now. I could see it getting this cult following, especially now that it's on Netflix. Um, any other final thoughts on documentary now? Final
2: thought for me would be, I love both of them. Uh, I love them outside of uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Saturday Night Live is good in, in its aspects, but I hope they don't Portland yet. I, I heard that was uh, extended for two more seasons, which is fantastic. But I hope it doesn't just keep going and then be like, come on, let's uh, let's end it somewhere. Um, I think it's a very good thing, uh, you know, a, a very funny show, but uh, end it at some point, I guess, would be my final thought on that.
0: Stevie, any final thoughts? Uh, it's an awesomely written show, and Bill Hatter is, like, one of the funniest comedian, like comedically gifted actors I think we're going to see for a long time, like, especially based off, like, episode three alone. Like, he was priceless, and his timing's impeccable. So I'm excited for the show to go on.
1: So you guys want to play some games? Games. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. Uh, Stevie has a game lined up for us. Stevie, what, what game do you have on deck?
0: Uh, this is a game I just created. It's called Batter Up. It's about actors and uh, celebrities who say batshit crazy quotes. And I'm going to give you three films they were in, whether it's obscure or uh, pretty obvious, and you have to guess which actor it is.
1: So these are quotes from films, or these are quotes from their personal life?
0: Quotes from their personal life. All right, first quote, um, I think that gay marriage is something that should be between a man and a woman. (laughs) Mel Gibson. Okay, hold on. They were in films such as Around the World in 80 Days, uh, an episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt, and uh, it just announced a long-awaited sequel of a movie he played uh, next to Danny DeVito in in the 80s. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Pat, that should be pretty obvious if you know anything about '80s movies.
1: It's not Billy Crystal, is it?
0: Nope. You're close, though. <laughs> Fancy got a guess?
2: I, I, I honestly don't have a guess. Uh, I, I have, I have right, okay. honestly no idea.
0: That was Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Shit! I kind of oh, thought that in my mind. Of Son of a. God I thought that.
0: Remember, he was. He was in the movie Twins. And yeah. that's just something Alrighty. so
2: stupid that he might say. Oh, gosh.
0: Next person said, I guess wait, Stevie, I'm going sorry, to wait, fade. Wait, wait, wait.
2: sorry, Stevie. Can you please do the, your Arnold
1: impersonation for our audience at home? You do a really good one.
2: Ooh.
0: I do not do a really good Arnold. On, maybe for next week's little, episode. Uh, maybe when I'm drunk. Next week's episode when I'm drunk. We got okay, to store that. Next time I'm that drunk, I'll do it. All, All right. right. Well, that was All a fun that, game. That was the end of my game. Uh, It's called uh, Batter Up for people who say batshit crazy things. That's a fun game. I like that.
1: We'll definitely be bringing that back. And uh, it looks like we're out of time. I I had a game um, sort of lined up. But all right. All right. One more game.
2: There's a lot of editing. Yeah, let's do a game.
1: All right. So I want you two to to collab on this. All right? Mm. I want you to talk it out. I want you to think. This is you guys versus therichest.com. And this list are the top ten richest SNL alumni. Whoa! I'll give you three strikes. How many of the ten can you, um, can you guys put together?
2: We don't have to name oh, them in order. Wait,
1: wait. Go, what, sorry, Vince. What's your question? We don't have to name them in order. No. If you okay. get, a, if you I'll, don't put out a guess unless you're ready to get a strike, you get three okay. strikes. But you should, I'm hoping you get at least half of these
2: cool stevie you want to okay. collaborate and then one of us give him the answer do it that way i mean let's think okay. fred fred i mean could we throw fred Armisen? i mean he was in this show I that w- we're I talking w- about
0: yeah that's true if i don't see fred being that loaded my best bets would be no. on the early guys
2: Na- name like chevy chase, okay, let, 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 chevy chase okay let's Chevy pappy one guess will Farrell. that's definite that's definitely on the list Will Ferrell is the
1: sixth richest alumni of SNL. Good call at eighty million dollars. Number six.
2: Wow, six. All right. Okay. Sorry, Steve. He's I, going I on. have I just a guess who's from... going to be on there.
0: Mm-hmm. What about uh, Jimbo Fallon, Jimmy Fallon? Uh, yeah,
2: that's probably
1: strike. good. Drake. What? Late. What?
0: Even with
2: his own late night show, interesting. Even uh, with his own this, late night show. That's, this is from two thousand thirteen,
1: but I'm pretty sure this is still true. Based on who these people are, and I'll give you guys another clue. Think people who did films or may have had money going into SNL.
2: Yeah, that's what I was originally thinking about. I, I was Stevie. I was going to think about like, uh, um, um, uh, Chris Farley. What, I mean, like, would he still be on that list? Obviously, he's dead. But everyone on the list is still alive. I'll tell you that. Okay, that that was really nice for you to answer. What do you think for? about
0: What do you think about Mike Myers? I feel like he's a guy who would have money. Yeah.
2: All right, we're gonna guess Mike Myers. Surprisingly, strike two. Wow. Oh, my bad, Stevie, for just throwing the guess what? out there. But I would have expected. Oh, let yeah. me let me double check. But my bad. Uh, yeah, he's not on this list. Uh. Okay, Stevie, our next guest's got to be good. So what are we thinking? Um, that's obviously gonna take out uh, his counterpart.
1: You know what? Nope. Or Dana right. Dana Carvey. Nope,
2: you're right. We're gonna throw Mike. This
1: list is slightly inaccurate. Mike Myers has now moved into this list as of 2016. So, sorry. Oh, no strikes. Yeah, yeah. No strikes. Okay. So you have two of the ten.
2: With, a, with one strike? Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, Mike Myers, that's, a, that's, a nice, that's nice to get back. Um, well, let's think you think, next, you we think just Tina guess, would have money? Yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. She's been in 30 Rock, which is syndicated, as well as on Netflix. She's got money. Let's go Tina Fey, Pappy.
1: Yep, according to this article, Tina Fey is the 10th richest at $45 million. So
0: nice. We have, so we
1: have Mike Myers, who would have appeared at number three or four on the list. Uh, wow. Will Farrell, who is wow. six. And we have Tina Fey, who is slash 10/11 if we're adding Mike Myers to this list.
2: Hmm. All right. Um,. Hmm. yeah I, I don't know if fred would have money but he he hasn't really been in movies but he he has portlandia he has this now uh
0: eh. i'm just gonna throw out a guess vince what about chevy chase pap yeah good guess
2: good guess
0: great Chevy guess. chase is great number guess.
1: nine 50 million dollars
2: great guess there we go
1: so you guys are doing really well you have 10 you have 10 9 uh, 6 and uh honorable mention 4 Man, my SNL movie So I'm
0: just thinking. I'm thinking I'm
1: of. movies. i think, of, to think if. think Dan Aykroyd would
0: have money or not.
1: I'll, I'll give. I'll give you guys a clue. Even I'll be extra nice. There are two African American actors on
2: this list. Was uh was uh Eddie uh, uh, Eddie Murphy
0: SNL. I thought Eddie Murphy went broke, but he might be worth money.
2: <laughs> was he? Was he? Was he on SNL? We're yes, gonna go. We're gonna go. Eddie Murphy on SNL.
1: Yeah, Eddie yes. Murphy is on the list at seventy-five million dollars right now.
2: Wow! So he's like number that seven. That nutty
0: professor money never went away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's made some terrible movies. Um, well, we're doing very bad at guessing here. No, you're, you only have one strike. No, oh, we do only have one strike. Uh, what about? Hmm. What about like Belushi? But like, I don't know if you have any money. Like, no, they're, they're all alive. alive. They're all alive. They're all alive. They're all alive. Yeah. They're all alive. Yeah. Is Akrat even alive?
0: Mm-hmm. I can't see Tracy. <laughs> Pappy's Morgan drinking Old a ton- Style. All right, let, me stop, let me
2: stop the, sp- the podcast for Skype. Pappy's drinking Old Style, which is a Chicago beer. A we, Chicago should threw beer. That out. we should have thrown that out for the, uh, the Blue Gene Committee. Anyways, back at it. What were you saying, Stevie?
0: I'm trying to think if Tracy Morgan or Maya Rudolph would have money. Um, what was the first two?
1: Here, here's what I'll say I don't think any of these cast members who are left on the list. Steve Martin. I'm We're, guessing
2: Steve Martin. Nope. Strike two. God damn it. But gosh darn it for our viewers uh, that are Christian, which are none. Dang. My bad.
1: I mean, there's, there's, two, there's two more who you really, really should. There's three more who you really, really should get. And then the other two are kind of obscure. Mm. Um, I think one of them's early. Adam 90s. Sand
0: Adam Sandler. Boom, Adam, Sandler. There you go. Adam Sandler, so
2: obvious. Adam Sandler, three so
1: hundred million dollars. Adam Sandler.
0: He's the, he's the
2: richest. He's number one. He's got to be.
1: No, he's number two, but he's the richest. Wow. Self-made. He's the richest self-made person
2: on this list. Okay, who had money? before Who was the show? born
0: with money? Did yeah. David Spade have a ton of money that we don't know about? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, do you think David Spade would be a good guess? I we're we're at two strikes. He's been in a lot of shit. Um,
0: Emperor's New Groove was a really good movie. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. trying to think. So there's one, there's he, one more. Bo- he,
1: he, he's one of my favorite actors. He owns the St. Saint Paul Saints baseball team here in the Twin Cities. Um, uh, Billy Murray? Bill, Bill yeah, Murray? Yeah, Bill Murray, of number course. Number three, Bill Murray. 120, yep. Number one? Or no, number, number three. Number three, yeah. So there's yeah. two more. Uh, one more you should get, and then the other two I would be – Other three, I would be shocked if you get, I didn't even know they were alumni of SNL, frankly.
0: Uh, Let's see here. Randy Quaid isn't because he lost his mind. Um, (sighs) Julia Louis-Dreyfus? There you go, number one at $2.9
1: billion. Holy
0: shit, she's a billionaire?
1: She's old money, dude. She's oil money.
0: Yeah. She was born a billionaire.
2: I did not know that.
0: She was, like on a, she was like on a season or like a half a season. She didn't last very long at mm-hmm. SNL. Well, that's the funniest thing is
1: she's the richest alumni of Seinfeld, too, even more so than Jerry. But oh, Wow, so you're sitting on two strikes. You have one, two, three more to go. And Give us a, give us a clue for these guys that we don't win. All right.
0: Yeah, so g- give us clues.
1: This man, the, this man is in the number four slot. His father was famous, and his father appeared on the same show as the number one actress in this list. So it was Jerry huh. Seinfeld
2: in SNL? Or are you talking... No.
1: His father was on the same show as Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a pretty uh, good clue, guys. Ben, ben Stiller?
1: Ben Stiller was in SNL. Uh, and then... Yeah. Uh, This man played, uh, this man kind of had a heroin addiction. He was in less than zero. Um, Went on to play a famous superhero. And it's now in the five spot at $85 million and is a Marvel staple.
0: Robert Downey Jr.?
1: There you go. He was part of the cast briefly in the mid 80s. And the last one. uh, hmm. Dang, I'm on
0: fire for obscure SNL people. (laughs) I think Uh, I'm uh, the worst.
1: This last man hosted the Oscars this year. Oh, uh, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Chris Rock. There you go. That's uh, the top eleven. So, yeah.
0: Dang, we killed it, Vince. That, <laughs> I did, did. I did it. like. I do like lists. That was fun.
2: But that was a fun. That was a really fun game. So we went a little bit over. Um,
1: anything you want to sign off with? Uh, this weekend we're going to be spoiling the movie uh, Time Bandits, which I picked. Uh, Vince, the intern. Do you have some bandwidth this weekend? Are you back from spring break?
2: I think spring break is over, yeah.
1: What's the movie called again? It's a a 1980s obscure movie called Time Bandits. I can share a a link with you where you can rent it from your local library. Uh Uh, uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fun fact, though. Pappy used to
0: rent from the library all the time.
1: No, true story. I I just didn't believe that. And VHS, yeah. It's a a kid's movie, um, but it should be pretty interesting. So hoping to get that
2: out this weekend. Sounds fantastic. I'm in. Cool. Well, Math uh, math Teacher Mark Math Paper.
1: You guys want to say goodbye, and I'll I'll do a little bit of business here at the end? Absolutely.
2: This is Vincent Denver, the intern. It was good. Have a good one. Math Teacher Mark Math Paper.
0: Uh, This is Stevie, uh, coming live from Mishawaka, and uh, yeah, that's about it.
1: And uh, this is Pappy from the Twin Cities. Um, If you'd like to get a hold of us or tell me how wrong my list of richest uh, SNL alumni are, you can email me at podcastspoilers, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-P-O-I-L-E-R-S at gmail.com. Or if you want to say how much you like that Vince the Interns back, you can tweet at us at @spoilerspdcst. That's at s p o i l e r s p d c s t on the Twitter sphere.
0: Also, we'd like to thank the uh, the guy that wrote us our theme song. His name's Josh Hensley uh, from the band Vega. and as always, thank you.
2: Where the circle?